Chapter Twenty of Labar by Jorical Heismans, translated by Keen Wallace. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. He doesn't lead a humdrum life, that canon," said Des Hermies when Durtal had related to him the details of the Black Mass. It's a veritable seraglio of hysteroepileptics and erotomaniacs that he has formed for himself, but his vices lack warmth certainly in the matter of contumelious blasphemies of sacrilegious atrocities and sensual excitation this priest may seem to have exceeded the limits to be almost unique but the bloody and investuous side of the old sabbats is wanting docre is we must admit greatly inferior to gilles de ray his works are incomplete insipid weak if i may say so i like that you know it isn't easy to procure children whom one may disembowel with impunity the parents would raise a row and the police would interfere yes and it is to difficulties of this sort that we must evidently attribute the bloodless celebration of the black mass but i am thinking just now of the women you described the ones that put their heads over the chafing dishes to drink in the smoke of the burning resin they employ the procedure of the Isaouas who hold their heads over the braceros whenever the catalepsy necessary to their orgies is slow in coming as for the other phenomena you cite they are known in the hospitals and except as symptoms of the demoniac influence they teach us nothing new now another thing not a word of this to carre because he would be quite capable of closing his door in your face if he knew you had been present at an office in honour of satan they went downstairs from durtal's apartment and walked along toward the tower of saint sulpice i didn't bring anything to eat because you said you would look after that said durtal but this morning i sent madame carre in lieu of desserts and wine some real dutch gingerbread and a couple of rather surprising liqueurs an elixir of life which we shall take by way of appetizer before the repast and a flask of creme de celery i have discovered an honest distiller impossible you shall see this elixir of life is manufactured from socotra aloes little cardamom saffron myrrh and a heap of other aromatics it's inhumanly bitter but it's exquisite i am anxious to taste it the least we can do is fate gevinger a little on his deliverance have you seen him yes he's looking fine we'll make him tell us all about his cure i keep wondering what he lives on on what his astrological skill brings him then there are rich people who have their horoscopes cast we must hope so to tell you the truth i think gevinger is not in very easy circumstances under the empire he was astrologer to the empress who was very superstitious and had faith as did napoleon for that matter in predictions and fortune-telling but since the fall of the empire i think gevinger's situation has changed a good deal for the worse nevertheless he passes for being the only man in france who has preserved the secrets of cornelius agrippa cremona rogieri goric sinibald the swordsman and trisemius while discoursing they had climbed the stair and arrived at the bell-ringer's door the astrologer was already there and the table was set all grimaced a bit as they tasted the black and active liqueur which durtal poured joyous to have all her family about her mama carre brought the rich soup she fills the plates when a dish of vegetables was passed and durtal chose a leek des hermies said laughing look out porta a thaumaturge of the late sixteenth century informs us that this plant long considered an emblem of virility perturbs the quietude of the most chaste don't listen to him said the bell-ringer's wife and you monsieur gevinger some carrots 
durtal looked at the astrologer his head still looked like a sugar-loaf his hair was the same faded dirty brown of hydroquinine or ipecac powders his bird eyes had the same startled look his enormous hands were covered with the same phalanx of rings he had the same obsequious and imposing manner and sacerdotal tone but he was freshened up considerably the wrinkles had gone out of his skin and his eyes were brighter since his visit to lyon durtal congratulated him on the happy result of the treatment it was high time monsieur i was putting myself under the care of dr joannes for i was nearly gone not possessing a shred of the gift of voyance and knowing no extra lucid cataleptic who could inform me of the clandestine preparations of canon d'ocre i could not possibly defend myself by using the laws of countersign and of the shock in return but said des hermies admitting that you could through the intermediation of a flying spirit have been aware of the operations of the priest how could you have parried them the law of countersigns consists when you know in advance the day and hour of the attack in going away from home thus throwing the spell off the track and neutralizing it or in saying an hour beforehand here i am strike the last method is calculated to scatter the fluids to the wind and paralyze the powers of the assailant in magic any act known and made public is lost as for the shock in return one must also know beforehand of the attempt if one is to cast back the spells on the person sending them before one is struck by them i was certain to perish a day had passed since i was bewitched two days more and i should have been ready for the cemetery how's that every individual struck by magic has three days in which to take measures that time passed the ill is incurable so when Dokra announced to me that he condemned me to death by his own authority and when two hours later on returning home i felt desperately ill i lost no time packing my grip and starting for lyon and there asked durtal there i saw dr joannes i told him of Dokra's threat and of my illness he said to me simply that priest can dress the most virulent poisons in the most frightful sacrileges the fight will be bitter but i shall conquer and he immediately called in a woman who lives in his house a voyant he hypnotized her and she at his injunction explained the nature of the sorcery of which i was the victim she reconstructed the scene she literally saw me being poisoned by food and drink mixed with menstrual fluid that had been reinforced with macerated sacramental wafers and drugs skilfully dosed that sort of spell is so terrible that aside from dr joannes no thaumaturge in france dare try to cure it so the doctor finally said to me your cure can be obtained only through an invincible power we must lose no time we must at once sacrifice to the glory of melchizedek he raised an altar composed of a table and a wooden tabernacle it was shaped like a little house surmounted by a cross and encircled under the pediment by the dial-like figure of the tetragram he brought the silver chalice the unleavened bread and the wine he donned his sacerdotal habits put on his finger the ring which has received the supreme benedictions then he began to read from a special missal the prayers of the sacrifice almost at once the voyant cried here are the spirits evoked for the spell these are they which have carried the benefice obedient to the command of the master of black magic canon d'ocre i was sitting beside the altar dr joannes placed his left hand on my head and raising toward heaven his right he besought the archangel michael to assist him and adjured the glorious legions of the invincible seraphim to dominate to enchain the spirits of evil 
i was already feeling greatly relieved the sensation of internal gnawing which tortured me in paris was diminishing dr joannes continued to recite his orisons then when the moment came for the deprecatory prayer he took my hand laid it on the altar and three times chanted may the projects and the designs of the worker of iniquity who has made enchantment against you be brought to naught may any influence obtained by satanic means any attack directed against you be null and void of effect may all the maledictions of your enemy be transformed into benedictions from the highest summits of the eternal hills may his fluids of death be transmuted into ferments of life finally may the archangels of judgment and chastisement decide the fate of the miserable priest who has put his trust in the works of darkness and evil you he said to me are delivered heaven has cured you may your heart therefore repay the living god and jesus christ through the glorious mary with the most ardent devotion he offered me unleavened bread and wine i was saved you who are a physician monsieur des Hermies, can bear witness that human science was impotent to aid me and now look at me yes des Hermies replied without discussing the means i certify the cure and i admit it is not the first time that to my knowledge similar results have been obtained no thanks to madame carre who was inviting him to take another helping from a plate of sausages with horseradish and creamed peas but said durtal permit me to ask you several questions certain details interest me what were the sacerdotal ornaments of dr joannes his costume was a long robe of vermilion cashmere caught up at the waist by a red and white sash above this robe he had a white mantle of the same stuff cut over the chest in the form of a cross upside down cross upside down yes this cross reversed like the figure of the hanged man in the old-fashioned tarot card deck signifies that the priest melchizedek must die in the old man that is man affected by original sin and live again the christ to be powerful with the power of the incarnate word which died for us Carré seemed ill at ease his fanatical and suspicious catholicism refused to countenance any save the prescribed ceremonies he made no further contribution to the conversation and in significant silence filled the glasses seasoned the salad and passed the plates what sort of a ring was that you spoke of it is a symbolic ring of pure gold it has the image of a serpent whose head in relief set with a ruby is connected by a fine chain with a tiny circlet which fastens the jaws of the reptile what i should like awfully to know is the origin and the aim of this sacrifice what has melchizedek to do with your affair ah said the astrologer melchizedek is one of the most mysterious of all the figures in the holy bible he was king of salem sacrificer to the most high god he blessed abraham and abraham gave him tithes of the spoil of the vanquished kings of sodom and gomorrah that is the story in genesis fourteen eighteen to twenty but saint paul cites him also in hebrews seven and in the third verse of that chapter says that melchizedek without father without mother without descent having neither beginning of day nor end of life but made like unto the son of god abideth a priest continually in hebrews five six paul quoting psalm one hundred and ten four says jesus is called a priest forever after the order of melchizedek all this you see is obscure enough some exegetes recognize in him the prophetic figure of the saviour others that of saint joseph and all admit that the sacrifice of melchizedek offering to abraham the blood and wine 
of which he had first made oblation to the lord prefigures to follow the expression of isidore of damietta the archetype of the divine mysteries otherwise known as the holy mass very well said de hermie but all that scripture does not explain the alexipharmical virtues which dr joannes attributes to the sacrifice you are asking more than i can answer only dr joannes could tell you this much i can say theology teaches us that the mass as it is celebrated is the reenaction of the sacrifice of calvary but the sacrifice to the glory of melchizedek is not that it is in some sort the future mass the glorious office which will be known during the earthly reign of the divine paraclete this sacrifice is offered to god by man regenerated redeemed by the infusion of the love of the holy ghost now the hominal being whose heart has thus been purified and sanctified is invincible and the enchantments of hell cannot prevail against him if he makes use of this sacrifice to dissipate the spirits of evil that explains to you the potency of dr joannes whose heart unites in this ceremony with the divine heart of jesus your exposition is not very clear carre mildly objected then it must be supposed that joannes is a man amended ahead of time an apostle animated by the holy ghost and so he is said the astrologer firmly assured will you please pass the gingerbread carre requested here's the way to fix it said durtal first cut a slice very thin then take a slice of ordinary bread equally thin butter them and put them together now tell me if this sandwich hasn't the exquisite taste of fresh walnuts well said de hermie pursuing his cross-examination aside from that what has dr joannes been doing in this long time since i last saw him he leads what ought to be a peaceful life he lives with friends who revere and adore him with them he rests from the tribulations of all sorts save one that he has been subjected to he would be perfectly happy if he did not have to repulse the attacks launched at him almost daily by the tonsured magicians of rome why do they attack him a thorough explanation would take a long time joannes is commissioned by heaven to break up the venomous practices of satanism and to preach the coming of the glorified christ and the divine paraclete now the diabolical curia which holds the vatican in its clutches has every reason of self-interest for putting out of the way a man whose prayers fetter their conjurements and neutralize their spells ah exclaimed durtal and would it be too much to ask you how this former priest foresees and checks these astonishing assaults no indeed the doctor can tell by the flight and cry of certain birds falcons and male sparrow-hawks are his sentinels if they fly toward him or away from him to east or west whether they emit a single cry or many these are omens letting him know the hour of the combat so that he can be on guard thus he told me one day the sparrow-hawks are easily influenced by the spirits and he uses them as the hypnotist makes use of somnambulism as the spiritist makes use of tables and slates they are the telegraph wires for magic despatches yes and of course you know that the method is not new indeed its origin is lost in the darkness of the ages ornithomancy is world old one finds traces of it in the holy bible and the zohar asserts that one may receive numerous notifications if one knows how to observe the flight and distinguish the cries of birds but said durtal why is the sparrow-hawk chosen in preference to other birds well it has always been since remotest antiquity the harbinger of charms in egypt the god with the head of a hawk was the one who possessed the science of the hieroglyphics 
formerly in that country the hierogrammatists swallowed the heart and blood of the hawk to prepare themselves for the magic rites even today african chiefs put a hawk feather in their hair and this bird is sacred in india how does your friend go about it asked madame carre raising and housing birds of prey because that is what they are he does not raise them nor house them they nest in the high bluffs along the saone near lyon they come and see him in time of need durtal looking around this cosy dining-room and recalling the extraordinary conversations which had been held here was thinking how far we are from the language and the ideas of modern times all that takes us back to the middle ages he said finishing his thought aloud happily exclaimed carre who was rising to go and ring his bells yes said des hermies and what is mighty strange in this day of crass materialism is the idea of battles fought in space over the cities between a priest of lyon and prelates of rome and between this priest and the rosicrucians and canon d'ocre durtal remembered that madame chanteloube had assured him that the chiefs of the rosicrucians were making frantic efforts to establish connections with the devil and prepare spells you think that the rosicrucians are satanizing they would like to but they don't know how they are limited to reproducing mechanically the few fluidic and veniniferous operations revealed to them by the three brahmins who visited paris a few years ago i am thankful myself said madame carre as she took leave of the company that i am not mixed up in any of this frightful business and that i can pray and live in peace then while des hermies as usual prepared the coffee and durtal brought the liqueur glasses gévinger filled his pipe and when the sound of the bells died away dispersed and as if absorbed by the pores of the wall he blew out a great cloud of smoke and said i passed some delightful days with the family with whom dr joannes is living after the shocks which i had received it was a privilege without equal to complete my convalescence in that sweet atmosphere of christian love and too joannes is of all men i have ever met the most learned in the occult sciences no one except his antithesis the abominable d'ocre has penetrated so far into the arcana of satanism one may even say that in france these two are the only ones who have crossed the terrestrial threshold and obtained each in his field sure results but in addition to the charm of his conversation and the scope of his knowledge for even on the subject in which i excel that of astrology he surprised me joannes delighted me with the beauty of his vision of the future transformation of peoples he is really i swear the prophet whose earthly mission of suffering and glory has been authorized by the most high i don't doubt it said durtal smiling but his theory of the paraclete is if i am not mistaken the very ancient heresy of montanus which the church has formally condemned all depends on the manner in which the coming of the paraclete is conceived interjected the bell-ringer returning at that moment it is also the orthodox doctrine of saint irenaeus saint justin scotus ergena amaury of chartres saint doucine and that admirable mystic joachim of floris this was the belief throughout the middle ages and i admit that it obsesses me and fills me with joy that it responds to the most ardent of my yearnings indeed he said sitting down and crossing his legs if the third kingdom is an illusion what consolation is left for christians in face of the general disintegration of a world which charity requires us not to hate i am furthermore obliged to admit said des hermies that in spite of the bloodshed on golgotha i personally feel as if my ransom had not been quite effected there are three kingdoms the astrologer resumed pressing down the ashes of his pipe with his finger of the old testament 
that of the father the kingdom of fear of the new testament that of the son the kingdom of expiation of the joannite gospel that of the holy ghost the kingdom of redemption and love they are the past present and future winter spring and summer the first says joachim of floris gives us the blade the second the leaf and the third the ear two of the persons of the trinity have shown themselves logically the third must appear yes and the biblical texts abound conclusive explicit irrefutable said carré all the prophets isaiah ezekiel daniel zachariah malachi speak of it the acts of the apostles is very precise on this point in the first chapter you will read these lines this same jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven st john also announces the tidings in the apocalypse which is the gospel of the second coming of christ christ shall come and reign a thousand years st paul is inexhaustible in revelations of this nature in the epistle to timothy he invokes the lord who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearance and his kingdom in the second epistle to the thessalonians he writes and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming now he declares that the antichrist is not yet so the coming which he prophesies is not that already realized by the birth of the saviour at bethlehem in the gospel according to st matthew jesus responds to caiaphas who asks him if he is the christ son of god thou hast said and nevertheless i say unto you hereafter shall ye see the son of man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven and in another verse he says to his apostles watch therefore for ye know not what hour your lord doth come and there are other texts i could put my finger on no there is no use in talking the partisans of the glorious kingdom are supported with certitude by inspired passages and can under certain conditions and without fear of heresy uphold this doctrine which st jerome attests was in the fourth century a dogma of faith recognized by all but what say we taste a bit of this creme de celery which monsieur durtal praises so highly it was a thick liqueur syrupy like anisette but even sweeter and more feminine only when one had swallowed this inert semi-liquid there lingered in the roots of the papillae a faint taste of celery it isn't bad said the astrologer but there's no life to it and he poured into his glass a stiff tot of rum come to think of it said durtal the third kingdom is also announced in the words of the paternoster thy kingdom come certainly said the bell-ringer but you see interjected gévinger heresy would gain the upper hand and the whole belief would be turned into nonsense and absurdity if we admitted as certain paracletists do an authentic fleshly incarnation for instance remember farenism which has been rife since the eighteenth century in farin a village of the doubs where jansenism took refuge when driven out of paris after the closing of the cemetery of saint medard there a priest francois bonjour reproduced the convulsionist orgies which under the regency desecrated the tomb of deacon paris then bonjour had an affair with a woman and she claimed to be big with the prophet elijah who according to the apocalypse is to precede the last arrival of christ this child came into the world then there was a second who was none other than the paraclete the latter did business as a woolen merchant in paris was a colonel in the national guard under louis philippe and died in easy circumstances in eighteen sixty six a tradesman paraclete a redeemer with epaulettes and gold braid in eighteen eighty six one dame brochard of vouvray affirmed to whoever would listen that jesus was reincarnate in her 
in eighteen eighty nine a pious madman named davy published at angers a brochure entitled the voice of god in which he assumed the modest appellation of only messiah of the creator holy ghost and informed the world that he was a sewer contractor and wore a beard a yard and a half long at the present moment his throne is not empty for want of successors an engineer named pierre jean rode all over the mediterranean provinces on horseback announcing that he was the holy ghost in paris berard an omnibus conductor on the pantheon courcelles line likewise asserts that he incorporates the paraclete while a magazine article avers that the hope of redemption has dawned in the person of the poet journet finally in america from time to time women claim to be messiahs and they recruit adherents among persons worked up to fever pitch by advent revivals they are no worse than the people who deny god and creation said carre god is immanent in his creatures he is their life principle the source of movement the foundation of existence says st paul he has his personal existence being the i am as moses says the holy ghost through christ in glory will be immanent in all beings he will be the principle which transforms and regenerates them but there is no need for him to be incarnate the holy ghost proceeds from the father through the son he is sent to act not to materialize himself it is downright madness to maintain the contrary thus falling into the heresies of the gnostics and the fratricelli into the errors of the Dussin de novare and his wife marguerite into the filth of the abbe beccarelli and the abominations of segarelli of parma who on the pretext of becoming a child the better to symbolize the simple naive love of the paraclete had himself diaped and slept on the breast of a nurse but said durtal you haven't made yourself quite clear to me if i understand you the holy ghost will act by an infusion into us he will transmute us renovate our souls by a sort of passive purgation to drop into the theological vernacular yes he will purify us soul and body how will he purify our bodies the action of the paraclete the astrologer struck in will extend to the principle of generation the divine life will sanctify the organs which henceforth can procreate only elect creatures exempt from original sin creatures whom it will not be necessary to test in the fires of humiliation as the holy bible says this was the doctrine of the prophet vintras that extraordinary unlettered man who wrote such impressive and ardent pages the doctrine has been continued and amplified since vintras's death by his successor dr joannes then there is to be paradise on earth said de hermie yes the kingdom of liberty goodness and love you've got me all mixed up said durtal now you announce the arrival of the holy ghost now the glorious advent of christ are these kingdoms identical or is one to follow the other there is a distinction answered gévinger between the coming of the paraclete and the victorious return of christ they occur in the order named first a society must be recreated embraced by the third hypostasis by love in order that jesus may descend as he has promised from the clouds and reign over the people formed in his image what role is the pope to play ah that is one of the most curious points of the joannite doctrine time since the first appearance of the messiah is divided as you know into two periods the period of the victim of the expiant saviour the period in which we now are and the other that which we await the period of christ bathed in the spittle of mockery but radiant with the super adorable splendor of his person well there is a different pope for each of these eras the scriptures announce these two sovereign pontificates and so do my horoscopes for that matter 
it is an axiom of theology that the spirit of peter lives in his successors it will live in them more or less hidden until the longed-for expansion of the holy ghost then john who has been held in reserve as the gospel says will begin his ministry of love and will live in the souls of the new popes i don't understand the utility of a pope when jesus is to be visible said de hermie to tell the truth there is no use in having one and the papacy is to exist only during the epoch reserved for the effluence of the divine paraclete the day on which in a shower of meteors jesus appears the pontificate of rome ceases without going more deeply into questions which we could discuss the rest of our lives said durtal i marvel at the placidity of the utopian who imagines that man is perfectible there is no denying that the human creature is born selfish abusive vile just look around you and see society cynical and ferocious the humble heckled and pillaged by the rich traffickers in necessities everywhere the triumph of the mediocre and unscrupulous everywhere the apotheosis of crooked politics and finance and you think you can make any progress against a stream like that no man has never changed his soul was corrupt in the days of genesis and is not less rotten at present only the form of his sins varies progress is the hypocrisy which refines the vices all the more reason carre rejoined why society if it is as you have described it should fall to pieces i too think it is putrefied its bones ulcerated its flesh dropping off it can neither be poulticed nor cured it must be interred and a new one born and who but god can accomplish such a miracle if we admit said de hermie that the infamousness of the times is transitory it is self-evident that only the intervention of a god can wash it away for neither socialism nor any other chimera of the ignorant and hate-filled workers will modify human nature and reform the peoples these tasks are above human forces and the time awaited by joannes is at hand gévinger proclaimed here are some of the manifest proofs raymond lully asserted that the end of the old world would be announced by the diffusion of the doctrines of antichrist he defined these doctrines they are materialism and the monstrous revival of magic this prediction applies to our age i think on the other hand the good tidings was to be realized according to our lord as reported by saint matthew when ye shall see the abomination of desolation stand in the holy place and isn't it standing in the holy place now look at our timorous sceptical pope lukewarm and politic our episcopate of simonists and cowards our flabby indulgent clergy see how they are ravaged by satanism then tell me if the church can fall any lower the promises are explicit and cannot fail and with his elbows on the table his chin in his hands and his eyes to heaven the bell-ringer murmured our father thy kingdom come it's getting late said de hermie time we were going while they were putting on their coats carre questioned durtal what do you hope for if you have no faith in the coming of christ i hope for nothing at all i pity you really you believe in no future amelioration i believe alas that a dotard heaven maunders over an exhausted earth the bell-ringer raised his hands and sadly shook his head when they had left gévinger de hermie after walking in silence for some time said you are not astonished that all the events spoken of to-night happened at lyon and as durtal looked at him inquiringly he continued you see i am well acquainted with lyon people's brains there are as foggy as the streets when the morning mists roll up from the rhone 
that city looks magnificent to travellers who like the long avenues wide boulevards green grass and penitentiary architecture of modern cities but lyon is also the refuge of mysticism the haven of preternatural ideas and doubtful creeds that's where vintras died the one in whom it seems the soul of the prophet elijah was incarnate that's where nondorf found his last partisans that is where enchantment is rampant because in the suburb of la guillotiere you can have a person bewitched for a louis add that it is likewise in spite of its swarms of radicals and anarchists an opulent market for a dour protestant catholicism a jansenist factory richly productive of bourgeois bigotry lyon is celebrated for delicatessen silk and churches at the top of every hill and there's a hill every block is a chapel or a convent and notre dame de fourvière dominates them all from a distance this pile looks like an eighteenth-century dresser turned upside down but the interior which is in process of completion is amazing you ought to go and take a look at it some day you'll see the most extraordinary jumble of assyrian roman gothic and god knows what jacked together by bosson the only architect for a century who has known how to create a cathedral interior the nave glitters with inlays and marble with bronze and gold statues of angels diversify the rows of columns and break up with impressive grace the known harmonies of line it's asiatic and barbarous and reminds one of the architecture shown in gustave moreau's herodiade and there is an endless stream of pilgrims they strike bargains with our lady they pray for an extension of markets new outlets for sausages and silks they consult her on ways and means of getting rid of spoiled vegetables and pushing off their shoddy in the centre of the city in the church of saint boniface i found a placard requesting the faithful out of respect for the holy place not to give alms it was not seemly you see that the commercial orisons be disturbed by the ridiculous plaints of the indigent well said durtal it's a strange thing but democracy is the most implacable of the enemies of the poor the revolution which you would think ought to have protected them proved for them the most cruel of regimes i will show you some day a decree of the year two pronouncing penalties not only for those who begged but for those who gave and yet democracy is the panacea which is going to cure every ill said des hermies laughing and he pointed to enormous posters everywhere in which general boulanger peremptorily demanded that the people of paris vote for him in the coming election durtal shrugged his shoulders quite true the people are very sick carhaix and gévinger are perhaps right in maintaining that no human agency is powerful enough to effect a cure End of chapter twenty